This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, it's good to be here, everybody. Mark Medina. Hello. And Kat Bailey joins us this week. Hi, everybody. And we've got a great show for you. We're going to play a little game called Delayed or Vaporware. Uh, Round up a bunch of games that were announced years ago, but we're still waiting on uh, release dates for. Some of them we haven't gotten any updates on in a very, very long time. So that will be uh, amusing, if nothing else. But first, Sam, is it true you've been playing the fourth Pikmin? Pikmin the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, although there's been some Pikmins in between that I skipped, mm. uh, you know, like for DS and mobile and stuff. Pikmin 4 is so good. Really? I cannot stop playing it. It's difficult in parts. It has like a really uh, extensive, like, um, kind of gameplay loop. There's like three different types, kind of. There's like caves, there's the overworld everybody's used to, and then there's the new night missions, which are kind of just like tower defense missions. But mm-hmm. the uh, basic world exploration part is kind of like reminding me of like the the best days of Banjo-Kazooie. It's like you have this big level, there's right. a bunch of collectibles in it, and you got to figure out how to like get to every part of it. And um, Pikmin never really felt that way to me before, but now that's very vertical. It's got a lot of like physics-based like puzzles you can jump because you can ride this dog the whole time it just couldn't be more lovely it's so fun everything takes place you know in the summer some of the levels are on the beach summer in the garden and it just feels just just right for our times and that's saying something because like of course i'm loving zelda but like it's been a great a break from zelda i love it wow another just another banger from nintendo Yeah, we gave it a nine. Isn't that yeah. crazy in a year, which, you know, we've already given Nintendo two tens. 
Wait, they're having a heck of a year. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy yeah. year. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about that on Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, I've heard. I haven't played Pikmin Four myself, but I've heard that it's quite a departure from previous games. Um, especially, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The the time scales have completely changed, right? Yeah. So it really takes away. That. So I still have this ingrained in me that like I need to get as much done as I can in a day. Right. But the game doesn't care. Like you can finish your day and just get right back to the next day. And there's no limits on the amount of days you have, which is what the first game had. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, you, you, the, the clock ticks down, but there's some really cool stuff because of that. In, the, in midday in the beach area, the tide goes out and the whole world changes. Again, that's a very like Banjo-Kazooie type thing. Um, and it's really mm-hmm. interesting because you can get to like a sand castle that was flooded before and, Stuff like that. There's like there's like a bunch of Pikmin that you like they're showing right now, like ice Pikmin, where you really want to like kind of plan out your days and, and bring the right Pikmin. But like if you screw up and you know you can't freeze this pond across, then like you just come back the next day and do it. So you you know, you might want to challenge yourself and completing the game as a few days as possible, but you don't need to. Hmm. And yeah, and the combat is really good. Like the, the dog makes a big difference. Ochi which is, you know, there's always a play on the Mario characters in these games. Ochi is like Yoshi and Olimar is like Mario and they've always done stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? But um, uh, Ochi, like you do a lot of like power-ups and attacks to Ochi. So like you have this giant boss and you, you basically are doing everything you can to like get it to expose a part and then you just batter around it with all your Pikmin. And it's so fun. It feels like tactile and rewarding and then you know you can do your own other attacks and stuff but yeah it's it's it is a different expanded game it's not like you know the breath of the wild moment for pikmin because it's still a pikmin game and Mm -hmm. and it's just added to and expanded and and everything and you know these games are beautiful they're like really fun to to look at and play i love looking around the environments it looks like a game that could have come out seven years ago but it's still beautiful sure Mm -hmm. and what you mean yeah, I'll, I totally want to play it. I've played all the other Pikmin games. I just, I, I, I'm not going to be putting down uh, Tears of the Kingdom still anytime soon. I know. I know. <laughs> anytime soon. Plus, other people are playing Diablo and other. You know, there's yeah. just so many things happening right now that yeah. it's going to get uh, passed over. But that doesn't mean that everybody won't have a great Switch game when they're bored to play sometime in next February. Yeah, you know? I'm surprised so many people are still playing Tears of the Kingdom. Like, not that it doesn't deserve it, but. It's a long game. I, I put it. I put it down a little bit again. I mean, I never beat it. I'll be honest. I never beat mm-hmm. it. But I hundred and like thirty hours, and I was like done. I wanted yeah. to say though, you you mentioned about Nintendo having two tens already. I cannot believe the year they're having, and then the year they still have with like Pokemon DLC. Mar- they have uh, a new Mario a, game. A Mario game, and uh, what, what's the other one? Oh, two Mario games: Super Mario RPG. RPG. <laughs> like that's right. What a what a year for Nintendo for a for a console and that most you guys people see are the, like. The, it's uh, two uh, two tens were released again today. Which one? Uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. The, the <laughs> yeah, Game Boy Color I, games. I did see that. It's like what? I remember that. Yeah, I haven't played those in a long time either. Um, They're so good. And speaking of nice summary games, the yeah. Oracle of Seasons has a really good uh, seasonal aspect to it. And the, the summer part of it is my favorite part. I love that game. It's crazy that Nintendo outsourced two Zelda games. To, you know, one of their, their factual... Well, I, I'm just talking about those specifically. But yes, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like something that... It's kind of hard to imagine them doing today. But I guess that's what they did with Mario RPG also. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that big Street Fighter era Capcom logo that pops <laughs> up right right before the game starts. Yeah. Dude, you know, yeah. I forget what the little Capcom sound effect is. I always confuse it with the Konami one, but it's great. Um, so well, yeah, there it is right now. Mark, if you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom, what are you playing recently? Yeah. Uh, so I I think it's like self harm at this part, but at, oh at this gosh. point, but I, I'm playing Diablo Four still. Um, the game is not fun. It's it's really garbage. <laughs> it's a um, garbage game. I, I it's and it's only getting worse every time they update it. It just gets worse. But uh, whatever. It's something what to case do. Study um, and what a case study in taking a game that's incredibly successful out of the gate mm-hmm. and sort of ruining it. Um, yeah, I, it's yeah. like pressing fast forward on Overwatch. I I forget <laughs> that that game got like a nine from us because I'm like when I play it, it doesn't feel like a nine. It feels like garbage. So yeah, but I'm playing <laughs> what Diablo. Do you hate about it, I hate the new season. I hate the quests mm. that they have. It's like here's two quests, and then and then you have to like progress by chapters. And uh, it, the chapters are, it's just like busy work. It's like, go do seven dungeons in this area. And like, you have to just like check these things off. That's not fun. And the game, like you don't level as fast as you used to. They nerfed all the classes. So that sucks. But on a, on a brighter note, I'm also playing remnant Two. That game is mm. awesome. I never really played the first one that much, but the second one is super fun. I, I don't know how much you guys like procedurally generated games. I don't super I like love them. them. Okay. Well, so I I like No Man's Sky, but I've always had this issue where it's like you're exploring a cave and you're like, this cave isn't real. If that makes any sense, like nobody built this cave. Am I going to find Mark, anything? And it's like, if a none number of this is real. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so that's how, I don't know why Borderlands is on the screen, but um, what is going oh, on right now? <laughs> this is our review. Our review references it's, it's, those games. Okay. okay. It's because it's Gearbox, my bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but with, uh, with remnant it kind of it's that way it's procedural the story's procedural where you land when you first start the game is procedural like everything about it and yet it still feels super handcrafted if you just like don't know that it's procedural like it doesn't you don't get that no man's sky feeling that like nothing is real this game feels real i don't know if that makes sense it makes sense to did me. you play returnal <laughs> that, that did you that seems to be a similar type of it, it uh, is procedural generated game and i i Returnal kind of has that same kind of vibe that this game is having. Like when you find the like house and you get to walk around, like you forget that that's not actually like hand placed there, that it just has a random element of it showing up because it just feels so much more polished. Um, So yeah, but no remnant Two, very fun. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, if you like building characters, if you like messing around with loot and, and trying different things and Diablo is 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 feeling like garbage, try Remnant too. So it's got numbers that pop up when you damage things. I like so that. Diablo fans should it does. It uh and then Kat Kat, what have you been playing? Have y'all heard of Pokemon Showdown before? No. I actually I actually have not. No. Pokemon Showdown is a web based uh browser uh, system created by fans in which you can battle with Pokemon in any generation with like any rule set that you want. It's actually so really cool. impressive. It's graphical. It has music and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing a charity stream over the weekend. And one of the events is that I'm going to be playing the, I'm going to be battling Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire. And I was like, mm-hmm. I got to go build a team. So I went into Pokemon showdown and got an old team together for gen three. And I, I mean, there's a reason that I stopped battling Pokemon and that it's 
that I tend to stay up until two in the morning playing. And that's <laughs> happened to me the last uh, two times because it's very addicting. Mm-hmm. Building a team of six, having them be optimized, having to play the mind games. How are you going to switch? How are you going to get everybody together? Um, it was my jam back in the day. So it's really been fun to go back to it. Very cool. It's sad that it took fans to have to build that instead of Nintendo making like an amazing Pokemon Stadium mm-hmm. for our phones yeah. or whatever, right? I was going to say, it sounds like Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, Nintendo does have online Pokemon play, but it's very specific because Pokemon mm-hmm. decided a long time ago that they were going to go with specific rules. And I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but <laughs> I have my way of playing and that's the way I like it. Um, I'm also playing Final Fantasy uh, 16. Which is good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it, it's not hitting me like it's being super amazing. It's not like bad. I think it's a pretty solid above average game for the PlayStation 5. It's interesting. Like everybody praises it as looking as like a graphical showcase. And there are times where it legit does, especially during mm-hmm. the cutscenes. But there are other points where I'm strangely a little underwhelmed by the graphics. Um, and so the, the back and forth is different. Also, it's very easy mm-hmm. in the sense yeah. that if you die, you will get all of your potions back and you can start like halfway through fighting the boss, which mm-hmm. trivializes oh, the battle system a little bit. Very unFinal Fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so strange. Yeah. When you finish the game, they unlock like New Game Plus and like various other modes and mm-hmm. such. And that's pretty cool. And certainly it's. Stuff like this that we're seeing on the screen looks neat. Um, story's okay, but I'm sort of playing it out of obligation a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't hate this game, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not compelled by it. Are you using Any good Moogle moments? Any good Moogle moment? Um, I've run into one of them cool. in Moogle, I think Moogle. the bar, <laughs> but um, if anything, I want maybe more Moogles, more <laughs> Moombas. Actually, one of the things that has been a point of contention in the Final Fantasy community is, is it Final Fantasy enough? And then the fans mm-hmm. will get really mad if you say that it's not Final Fantasy enough because uh. Uh, that, that's been like one of the common talking points in the Final Fantasy 16 defense squad mm. is out in full force, but also the Final Fantasy 16 haters squad <laughs> is out in full force. And so be a rumble. Uh, poor Yoshida, the producer, just uh, finally just threw up his hands and said, I don't like any of this. Just play the game for God's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh is Sid in it? He sure is. Sid is in it. He's actually pretty cool. cool. That's so cool. He's so in it Sid, a lot. Chocobo Moogles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What more do you want from your Final Fantasy <laughs> games? That's yeah, the he, only things they have in common. That's all you need. I mean People I mean, maybe airships. Maybe, maybe airships. Yeah. Uh, airships yeah. are a big ingredient. And people yeah. have been saying that it's a lot like Game of Thrones. I think it's more like a shonen anime. I mean, mm. there's so much of the... There's a lot of explosions and people going Super Saiyan That's and funny. turning into mm. monsters and totally. everything. Totally, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. I, the icon battles are a sight to behold. They're, they're yeah, so totally. over the top that it's like they're almost... I mean, they are cheesy, but it's like... It's so over the top that they're cool. Like, you can't help but just be like, God damn it. These are cool. Fine. They're so the silly. Dog, the music Torgo. is insane. Yeah, Torgal's cool. Torgal. Yeah, he's Torgal. the only ring I use. I don't know if you're using any rings, uh, Kat, but I I use no. the Torgal ring because I was like, I just want him to do his thing. I didn't, I didn't like <laughs> having to command him. I would die for Torgal. That's what I would say. He's my uh-huh. butt. 
speaking of Game of Thronesy things, uh, the second season of The Witcher is out, and we gave it a five. And I just want to say, it's always been a five. I'm glad, I'm third, glad the world's catching third, yeah. third season. Third season. Third season. Yeah. The, second part, okay. the second part of the third season. <laughs> yeah, the little bit well, that I saw of the first season, I didn't like at all. So. The, the second first season, season really fell off. I feel like the second season yeah. is so much better than the first season. And then I hear the and third season is back to being like, Super confusing and overcut. So I have not even watched the third season. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, something good that I did watch, uh, finally, is the Tetris movie. Yes, it's so good. It's really good. Has everyone's yeah. cat, have you seen it? I have. I hated it. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. okay. well, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, I, I just, like, I was really surprised at, like, it, it feels like it's made for a very specific person like me, uh, whereas mm. Tetris has universal appeal. Literally, everybody likes Tetris, but I don't think the movie has really broad universal appeal. Because, like, the moment that Minoru... Arakawa showed up with Howard Lincoln. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm watching these guys in a movie. <laughs> like ever since I read this book, Game Over, yeah. uh, I've like, I've like low-key kind of like, idol, or not, not idolized, yeah. but I just looked up to Minoru Arakawa. He's such a like, cool dude. He's the man that Hiroshi Yamauchi, the head of Nintendo, put in place to bring Nintendo over to the United States. So he's like, he handled that. The, the incredible success of the NES launching uh, in, in the United States is all up to Minori Arakawa. So like, he shows up in this movie. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. Um, I liked it a lot, but I'd like to hear why Kat did not like it. 
Oh, I just think that the story of Tetris is interesting enough that you don't necessarily need to attach a Cold War spy thriller with car chases and stuff. Yeah. I knew Dude. you were going to bring up the car chase. Yeah. <laughs> the car chase is like, yeah, I'm like, I bet this did not happen. Yeah, like the creator of Tetris, like in a car chase with uh, with the KGB. I'm like, okay, okay, like chill out. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. I, I mean, if you haven't followed it in like game it's a key 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 part of game history mm-hmm. there's a intersections with uh, the decline and fall of the soviet union the rise of nintendo the rise of games the, the games are themselves is amazing and you can make a heck of a movie out of it so i'm sorry i didn't like the cold war stuff i'm a killjoy <laughs> well so i i really i i, I everybody knows here how much i love this movie but i because I, I, i've talked about it before but i wanted to call out just look reviewing it here and having some distance from it the set design is gorgeous mm-hmm. there's so many cool mm-hmm. interiors and originally i called out the interiors of the nintendo of japan and nintendo of america which is like you know those are made from the memories of people that went to those and did the story is based on a real story. And those parts, you know, people went to those look really cool. And then there's just like other parts of it. Like his apartment is so cool looking. His apartment and in, Jap- in Japan? Got, or? Yeah. In mm-hmm. Japan. And then the apartments in Russia are neat too. But yeah, they, they got, um, they got also off screen of CRTs like, right. Which is like, nobody gets that right. It always looks bad. But they have in, like in weird oversights too, but like the B roll that they pick for, uh, certain games when they're uh, when they're showing them off, you're like, well, that's that's not right, actually. So, like, there are some strange mistakes made in here. And look, I can oversight, I can overlook all that stuff in service of like a really good movie. And I think there are some like fun performances. I think like Hank Rogers is a compelling character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to mm-hmm. kind of get to grips with gaming history. I agree that the sets are gorgeous, but I'm just like, oh, it didn't hit with me. I'm sorry. It's also the third movie of the year that has that I Need a Hero song. The the Shazam, Mario, and this movie. And when that started playing, I was like, y'all gotta stop. This has to be the last movie (laughs) ever to use that song. I'm done. It's against the law now. If it it has holding up for a hero, I take it less seriously. It goes down (laughs) at least two points. Who does that song? Is it like Foreigner or something? I I think it was a one-hit wonder. I I actually don't know who performs it. Um, That's funny. So actually, the the part of the movie that was the least believable to me was when Hank sneaks into Nintendo's headquarters in Kyoto and then just bumps into Hiroshi Yamauchi, who's happy to take a meeting with him. Like, like what? Hiroshi Yamauchi is famously an absolutely ruthless businessman. If this, like, gaijin just snuck into his office and bumped into him, (laughs) the very least he would do is have him thrown out, you know? Oh, that's so funny. That was the part that I was like, what? Um, There's also the part where the Game Boy had actually already come out when they showed the big reveal of it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I do like that how they when they showed Hank the Game Boy in like that lab and everything. He's like, whoa, the Game yeah. Boy. Amazing. So, okay. Can uh, I do a can I do a real quick uh what we're watching? I want to do one. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yes, but wait, a couple of things. Okay, I just want okay. a couple of notes on this. I wanted to point out that Howard Lincoln is played by Mr. Mothma hmm. from from, yeah. from Andor. Uh, yeah. And then the wow. actually that plays Arakawa. He was in Tokyo Vice as a reporter. He was in Godzilla 2014, and then he's in a uh, 2016 episode of Black Mirror. Oh, so I'm, oh, sure I'm, which wa- I'm watching Black Mirror right now, the new season. Oh yeah, I did watch um, uh, what Joan is awful. Right, that, that was yeah, the, that's the one Jonah's I watched awful. last night. That's, I thought it was great. It blew yeah. my mind. It was yeah. very good. That's it's really fun, yeah. and I love uh, what's her name from Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, Annie Murphy. Uh, 
Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's great. so good at that, in that role. And then the the other cameos, which I don't mm-hmm. spoil for people, are so good. Yep. Yeah, they're all good. It's have like you, Black, Mirror, Black Mirror can so often, it's, you know, mostly it's pretty dark and depressing, but every mm-hmm. once in a while there's a lighthearted episode. And this is one of the more yeah. lighthearted ones. Yeah. Just make those ones. Have you seen the Aaron Paul episode? The I haven't watched one? it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, okay. I watched it. That one's. Who's Aaron Paul? Jesse. Is that his name? Aaron Paul? Jesse, Jesse from oh. Breaking Bad? Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's great in it, and that episode's pretty Aaron cool. Paul from Need for Speed, of course. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's a, that one's a little bit of a bummer episode, but it's yeah. also a really fun watch. Yeah, that one's cool. Uh, I like the Jonah's Awful more, but mm-hmm. I'm still, still working through them. There's just like a full-on pair of like horror episodes, which are so strange. One of them's better than the other one. Oh, interesting. Like not sci-fi at all, just straight up horror movies. Oh wow, this commercial actually spoils a lot, so that's not great. Mm. I didn't know a lot of this, so I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I, yeah, I went into it knowing nothing. Which yeah, was really I, I didn't know anything, so yeah, I didn't Either. love that they showed all that. <laughs> uh, not to get too sidetracked with extracurricular activities, but Sam, you liked Barbie? I loved it. It was so fun and uh, like a really interesting watch from you know every single part of it like again the sets are like incredible practical effects are really good and then like it's like i don't i don't know how mattel you know got away with a movie about smashing the patriarchy or or (laughs) let somebody else get away with it but like greta gerwig was i love all her movies and i think she just brought it to this i love margot robbie Mm -hmm. uh the writing the, the laugh lines like i was in a theater that was like eating it up oh i love like, that people were crying during parts they were laughing and screaming and people were having drinks and it was just one of the most fun movie going experiences i've ever had it, it was so good and i can't wait to go back and see it again wow. i have tickets for saturday i can't wait it looks so good nice i i just yeah. got i just finished watching kim's convenience which stars simu Liu. and so mm-hmm. after shang chi i i can't wait to see him in barbie yeah, he's he's pretty good in it. The the, the male characters have very very amusing uh, story arcs, and you get to the act. The performances are just really good. You'll, you'll love it. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, I have IMAX Oppenheimer tickets for Saturday. Yeah, so that yeah, you're lucky, man. Yeah. It's impossible to get those. That, yeah. that was going to be my what I wa- I watched Oppenheimer. No spoil, but man, it is so good. It's one of those, like, when I watched it, I was like, this was pretty good. I don't know if it's one of my favorites of Nolan's. And then, like, I haven't stopped thinking about it since. I want to go watch it again so bad. (laughs) It's very good. I'm very, very excited for that. And then, really quickly, I have not seen Barbie, but last night I did watch Barbarian. Has anybody seen this movie? That. Is that a Schwarzenegger movie? No, not Conan the Barbarian. It's just called Barbarian. Just Barbarian. It's it's an indie horror movie from last year. And I highly recommend it. I went into oh, it really? knowing absolutely nothing. Uh, all you need to know is a woman books an Airbnb. And when she shows up, someone is already staying there. Okay. Just go. Well, Airbnb, booking an Airbnb is a horror movie in itself. <laughs> so sure. I'm already compelled. Those, cle- those cleaning fees. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me because somebody Verbo booked it when we booked the Airbnb. And mm. we had nowhere to go in the middle of the night in the forest. Oh. That's- Oh my it's God. basically the setup for a horror movie. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's how this movie begins. But then you will not believe where it goes from there. It's great. And it's on Hulu. For us, it's on it, Hulu. we got put up at a very nice goat farm on the Napa coast <laughs> and had a, uh, a barn dominium, and it was very fancy. A barn dominium? 
Yeah, Barn Dominium, like a giant open plan modernist barn with, you know, glass and steel and everything and hot tub. And Sounds way better than the Airbnb. It was amazing. <laughs> Although the trampoline had goat poop on it, which is just funny. Wow. <laughs> I mean, why were those goats up there? Why, they, 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 like to, they like to jump around to get their bounce I guess on. So. I've, se- I've seen Goat Simulator. It makes sense. Nope. <laughs> Delayed or vaporware? Where to begin? There's so many good ones on this list. I think we should begin, as, as we always should, with Perfect Dark, the oh, yeah. new reboot, sequel, whatever it is, revealed in December of 2020. Then in September of 2021, the initiative partnered with Crystal Dynamics, which should have been a red flag, probably. In March 22, there were reports of numerous um, staff departures. And then in just just this past June, uh, it was Boy. Microsoft confirmed that this game is still years away. Mm-hmm. It's already been years, and it's still years away. So what do we think? Delayed or vaporware? What, what do you mean by vaporware? Like, what do you, I mean, what do you it mean? Won't, it won't ever come out. A game that was announced oh, never okay. comes out. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, it, it's, it's I mean, really I, hard to tell let me be story. clear. I want this game to come out. I just yeah. don't. I mean, like, what? What, what it, is it's this It's being game? made. What this is being made by the initiative. Not certain if anymore. They, they broke up. Yeah, I don't know. It's like an untested studio trying to make a. This is the, the like, what? The quadruple A game. I can, I can <laughs> very well see them kind of pulling the plug I on it. I think it'll come out and we'll look absolutely nothing like this well yeah this is oh yeah this is this is nothing this is the early screen they didn't even make this trailer this was outsourced (laughs) yeah it'll be like prey to becoming prey now i think that it will come out uh so my colleague red valentine did an excellent report on what the heck was going on with Mm -hmm. perfect dark you should go read it on ign.com and my main takeaway from it is that it they only had a broad concept about what they wanted to do. It's sort of a cool spy game, and mm-hmm. they wanted to do a lot of things. And they were thinking already in terms of franchises and merch and everything before they even were really able to bring the concept to life. And that was like the big hang-up, and that was one of the big reasons that they ended up breaking up with Certain Affinity, because it sounded like Certain Affinity kind of just ran out of patience with them. Mm-hmm. But from what I've been able to gather they're making progress now. They have a prototype. They know what they're making. So something will come out. Will it be quadruple A? Probably not. And it's also going to probably not come out for several years, given how long it takes to actually make a game. They have big ambitions for it. But I, I do think that it will come out eventually. I hope um, so. Go ahead, Sam. It also has like a little bit of like a cli-fi theme. It's like supposed <laughs> to be about, you know, like, the changing climate type stuff, right? Yeah. And um, by the time it comes out, that won't be fiction in any way, as we can <laughs> tell from the events of this summer. So maybe maybe they just have to add some science fiction back into it <laughs> because it's just looking too 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 drab as set dressing of a of a warming planet causing political intrigue. I love the original Perfect Dark. So we're looking here mm-hmm. at here. Um, it just like a game. This like- office building was the most realistic thing I've ever seen in a video <laughs> game, and I was like, can games look better than this? <laughs> um, no they can't it's this was, this it. was it we peaked we just, peaked as a civilization look at her hair in 1999 <laughs> look at the way she fell that's true i know better than that. Stuff. death animations are you are you aware uh mark that mm-hmm. a couple like ign editors faces are in the document or in the files of this game because the plan was uh originally 
all players would be able to scan their face into the game. Oh, and then they cool. ended up they ended up removing that feature. But pre-launch, they had like it's like a promotional stunt. They had some like uh, gaming media people scan their faces into there. And so in the files, there's still I think it's uh, I think it's Pear and Matt Casamassina. <laughs> oh, I love this. Rad. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I no want to play as Perfect Pear. <laughs> perfect Pear. It's great. Uh, yeah, I think you can uh, probably use a Game Shark to, to probably that out, maybe probably. Uh, I just feel like a game like this and another one that we'll talk about in just a second, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Is it? There's these games aren't that they they aren't beloved enough to be to justify spending this much time and money making these sequels or reboots like i love perfect dark i think it's better than yes. goldeneye but the the mm-hmm. love and the nostalgia is for goldeneye so like whenever this game comes out there isn't already an established fan base that's waiting for a new perfect dark game today you know mm-hmm. uh beyond myself yep but i mean there's only two games and one of them wasn't very good <laughs> so yeah they'll, yeah they'll have a lot to prove with this one but since I mentioned it, Beyond Good and Evil 2, man, uh, so Michelle Ansel, the sort of director, creative lead behind the first game, mm-hmm. in 2008, he had said Beyond Good and Evil 2 had been in pre-production for a year. It was officially announced at E3 2016. Then Michelle Ansel left Ubisoft in 2020. He retired. Left the team behind. Yes, to make retired. <laughs> well, Yeah. In July of 2021, Ubisoft stated that development was progressing well. In February of <laughs> 22, Bloomberg reported that it was still in pre-production. And it's it got, not progressing well. <laughs> in August of 2022, it got a new lead writer. So they brought someone was writing the game in 2022. And then very unfortunately, just this month, the creative mm-hmm. director of the studio passed away. So, I mean, oh my gosh. again, it's this, I think, I think it has been in development in the development now for longer than Duke Nukem forever was, uh, delayed or vaporware. Uh, I pronounce this game vaporware. Yeah, I, I think it will yeah. be because Ubisoft is already, you know, they're already canceling games kind of left and right because they want to yes. financially, they want to focus on things that work like Assassin's Creed and, Stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, I can very much picture them eventually being let's like, be real. it's not. <laughs> I like Beyond Good and Evil. It was a great game when it came out in, yeah. was it 2002? Something 2003? like that. 2003? Yeah. <laughs> on the GameCube and the PS2. And it was cool world, cool protagonist. But it's been a very, very, very long time since That's, Beyond Good mm. and Evil has been relevant. And it's a little bit of a perfect dark situation exactly. with this game. Exactly. Yeah. And Ubisoft or Ubisoft, we've already seen that they are having really hard time getting games out. I mean, mm-hmm. Skull and Bones. Yep. That's <laughs> Will Skull one. and Bones ever come out? That is another one. No. <laughs> I mean, Skull I and think, Bones almost came out. And I, had a I think date last I, I year. actually do think that that game will come out. Skull and Bones began development in 2013 as an Assassin's Creed Black Flag expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was officially revealed as its own thing at E3 2017. It had a 2018 release window. Then it was delayed and delayed and delayed. Then last year, they gave it a November 8th release. It was supposed to be out in November of last year. But then they delayed it again a couple times into 2023. And now it's delayed again indefinitely again. Oh, that was the game uh, we had. We all were saying we had a day to play before Ragnarok came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, there was that recent news that they had to hire a new cannonball person. And that's why it's taking so long. Like, what could what could be delaying this game? I don't know. It just it's doesn't bad. make sense to me. It's also yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's just testing bad. 
But yeah. like, why keep going? Yeah, exactly. I love that they were going to do a preview with interviews during Summer Game Fest. They mm-hmm. canceled all those and replaced it with a musical number. Mm-hmm. Look, as a as a creator, find yourself a, a team like these teams at Ubisoft to get to work on a game for over a decade. I mean, it, it's really nice job security <laughs> in, in a volatile industry. Yeah, I don't know. This is it's it's supposed to be a seventy dollar game too. This is not like a free to play. They should just put it out as a free to play game and charge for cosmetic pirate stuff. Yeah, if I had to guess, they're doing mock reviews for it and they're coming back as like fives and sixes, and they're like, "All right, yeah. well then we need to work the on it until it gets Mark, a eight. The the only thing is is that we have games like Redfall, which clearly did that too, and they just come out. Right, so, right. Like that's the thing why is like, sit, they, why are they <laughs> sitting on this one? Ubisoft has put out some flops, you know. Right. You know. Screw the sunk cost fallacy. We need to sink some more cost into this. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, sinking pirate ships, sinking costs. This is just what this game is about. It's pretty interesting. I just want Watch Dogs 3. I, like, stop working That's on this That's what boat. you want. That, that, that is what I want. I love We did get a third Watch Dogs. No, Watch Dogs <laughs> Legion doesn't count. I want Watch Dogs yeah. 3. <laughs> With a game, a game with a compelling a, story a, of that one guy. A game with an actual main character. Yeah. a thousand main characters. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't care for Watch Dogs Legion either. There's so many uh, Ubisoft games on this list, though. The Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake was announced in 2020 right. with an t- early 2021 release date, and it was available to pre-order. Then it was delayed to later in 2021. Then it was delayed indefinitely. In May of 2022, Ubisoft uh, announced it was switching developers in June of 2022, Ubisoft took down pre-orders finally and then moved the release to 2023. And then this year in May, uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has been rebooted again and it's now in its conception phase. That's <laughs> just wild. a conception phase. I say it's to not you, out. yeah, I think this a one game is that was be a game aware. is now scribbles on a chalkboard. Yep. I mean, it's going to get canceled. It's going to get canceled. canceled. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. And like the time to put it out would have been in this window in which there's a side scrolling Prince mm-hmm. of Persia coming out. Yeah. And there would have been some brand synergies happening. But it's just, it's completely borked. Like, mm-hmm. just put your mm-hmm. eggs in the 2D basket now, probably, right? The Metroidvania looks cool, by the way. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the very first trailer. And then the more I saw of it, the more I was like, this looks super fun. Mm-hmm. Monsters look great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. And then this was uh, another Michelle and Cell game, not Ubisoft. He had a, a time he had his own studio, and he revealed this game called Wild. Does anyone remember this game? Does it have nope. a Y in it? No, just W-I-L-D. This is announced in 2014 as a PS4 exclusive. It was an open world game with an enormous universe, dynamic weather, and the ability to play as any creature you wish. So kind of, Mark, kind of like a Sounds proto- like Watch Dogs Legion. Legion. <laughs> Cancel it. <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. There was a cool trailer. But again, this is 10 years ago. And then in 2020, four concept art images were released on its official website. And now the, web, now, wow. now the website is offline. So this game was, just, was never officially delayed or canceled. It just, they, it just, it just, it, well, it just stopped. Development, mm-hmm. I think, just stopped. And there was no, offic- no announcement made or whatever. But it was All this right. game. I wanted to think about, like, this game was announced in 2014. Think about... How much games could have changed like nine years? Think about how much games yep. changed from mm-hmm. 1987 to 1996, <laughs> 1996 to 2005. Yeah, that's such a long gap of time. Yeah, yeah. 
I I really don't know how Dead Island 2 came out looking as good as it looks because yeah. it's like it, that does usually happen, right? It's like a game that's been in development so long. It comes out and you're like, okay, th- this definitely has graphics of the time, but it's like Dead Island 2 is gorgeous. I don't know how they pulled it off. Game's also just fun. They just spent three years making it from scratch, I bet, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, I would assume. Yeah. <clears throat> you you can use these resources like character creation and, you know, like uh, writing and stuff like that, right? It's just like, you, you got to rebuild the game. Yeah. Okay, there's a couple Star Wars games on this list. The Knights of the Old Republic remake. No, unfortunately, that's, I don't uh, know if there's some good news about that one. Yeah. Let's stop Revealed that. in 2021. Uh, and then according to this May, it's still in development. You know, it was Aspire, but there's you know rumors of it being moved over to Saber Interactive. There's no official website for this game. It's a wild story. They yeah. announce it during a state of play. Yeah. Everybody gets very excited. Mm-hmm. And then it rapidly becomes apparent that Aspire dramatically oversold what exactly they had and how quickly they could turn it around. Yeah. It was a complete disaster. And now it's been handed over to Saber Interactive. And it will be years, if at all, before we see this thing. And by the way, the original a lot of the original creators are not involved with this game. Like mm-hmm. David Gator is off making stray gods right now. So temper your temp- temper your expectations, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's been a remake of a big RPG like this, has there? Because of like, so the successful Ooh, remix Super Mario RPG this fall will well, test the waters. Yeah, the Skyrim count. Uh, have you heard of a little game called Final Fantasy VII Remake? That was the only other one I could <laughs> oh, think of, and they had to split one, yeah. that up over three games in yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a decade. Um, yeah, yeah, that one I think will probably end up being vaporware. The other one is Star Wars Eclipse. I don't think it'll be. Oh, I got one, Damon. Final Fantasy three got remade for the DS and 3D. Okay. Well, there you go. Dragon Quest three is getting remade uh, as an HD two game, 2D game. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Which looks pretty dope. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. cool. Star Wars Eclipse was announced to the Game Awards December 2021, and there's been nothing since then. So I don't think Vaporware, I just think they're just probably just working on the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think this game's coming out. This one's not coming out. Wow. No, I don't think there's development happening on it. I think they made a CG trailer and it'll never come out. I don't think the studio is in any position to put games out. They haven't in so long. Well, the last one was Detroit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, why are they not in position? They're publishing games right now. Yeah, they're publishing. That's true. Well, so if they're not making this, that means that developer is not making anything right now then, right? Or they're making something that we don't know about. Yeah, I don't know. This is just there's just so little beyond the CG trailer that we've heard of anything. About I, I had heard that there were at least a couple of shows where Star Wars Eclipse was in the running to actually be shown, but it was not. So it sounds like it's making progress. We just going to be a bit like, wasn't this game shown for the first time in 2021? Yes. Yeah, th- yes. it was just this trailer. I Can I just say that I actually look. I don't really like the studio, but mm. I do love the vibes mm-hmm. because if there's one thing about Star Wars that it's become too familiar, it's become a little too conservative, and I love the grand visuals. It really makes the the galaxy feel compelling and vast in a way that it doesn't always feel in Star Wars. 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't usually like the types of games that Quantic Dream makes, but I think it would be a really unique Star Wars game to take mm-hmm. that sort of formula. There, there aren't other Star Wars games like that. So for that reason, I hope this ends up coming out. Sam, what do you think about Metroid Prime 4? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, Nintendo so rarely vaporwares their games, though they do do it, um, that I think that game's coming out. But I, I think it's going to be a launch game for their next system. Or, the Switch or, or two. maybe a two, two, two years into the next system, even, or something like that. I just don't think it's going to hit the Switch. I think they'll Breath of the Wild it. Mm. A, mm. Oh, it'll be out on the Switch, but also the Switch 2. Mm. I, I, I think that would hold it back. I, I would ho- I almost wish it to be the game that comes out a year into the Switch 2, so it's like magical and it, like it, it's really mm. pushing the limits of that system because that's what Metroid Prime was. Mm. They wait, you know, they had the launch year and then they had the Metroid year, and then by the time the Metroid year rolled around, it was amazing. <laughs> what about? I also wish it wasn't Metroid Prime Four. I wish it was like <clears throat> Metroid first person shooter Metroid, but like not continuing the story of Samus's like Metroid Prime story, which is like space Marines and all kinds of bullshit now. Yeah. I like the, her being the lone explorer mm-hmm. on a planet. I don't necessarily care about the politics of the Federation. Yeah. And, the, and remember there's like Federation force and all this in prime. Yeah. Whatever for DS. There's just every so time you learn stuff. more about the, every time they try <laughs> yeah. actual world building in Metroid prime, it kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Uh, totally that's totally right just look at other m oh my god yep it works so much better as a knockoff of alien and a bunch of 80s movies like just keep keep it in that realm like a really cool horror based metroid is like the the, you know the the next step i think that would work well with that franchise what do you like the bird people though i like me some shows are cool i I thought metroid dread went in a good direction actually Mm -hmm. yeah what about Wonder Woman from Monolith. <laughs> I want to play that game. That's a, a great Monolith. Game. Is that like a game little, in trouble? I didn't know. That. I mean, so revealed that in December 2021, and literally nothing since then. Nothing more beyond that mm. logo teaser. Yeah, mm. I mean, when was Wolverine revealed? Because I feel like that that could September kinda, 2021. Yeah, I feel, like, and I'm not worried about Wolverine at all. But I guess, I mean, we're talking Insomniac versus Monolith. But like, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think Wonder Woman's probably fine. So Wonder Woman will be, I think, dependent on whether people care about Wonder Woman with this huge reboot happening of the mm. DC universe. Because the first Wonder Woman movie was pretty well received. The second mm. one was not. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't know where fandom goes with Wonder Woman unless there's like a giant... You know, movie hit coming out. I don't know if people want this game. I, I still think it could be really cool. Like, I think they could do the the full on, you know, Shadow of Mordor thing for this. I, for one, would love to have an invisible plane to fly around in an open world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just a character model. Just that's <laughs> <laughs> just one less thing the designers have to build. Yeah, <laughs> it gets invisible. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just think it's strange. Or a, a game to be announced like that, and then for us to get nothing for almost two years. Now. Well, can I just say that I think the best approach is the Fallout Four approach, mm-hmm. where yeah. uh, Bethesda did not say anything about Fallout Four, and then all of a sudden there was a countdown, and then they took the wraps off fully, 
at E3. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. They did a gameplay demo, gameplay reveal, and they said, out this fall. Don't, and it was, don't yeah. reveal your game if it's literally in the concept phase. Yep. Yeah. I think that's generally good advice. I, I want to say they more or less tried to do that with Starfield, but they they did do the whole like teaser in like 2018 or something like that. So yeah. Could you yeah. imagine if Apple said revealing the next iPhone, it's in concept phase, you'll play <laughs> it and you'll have it in 10 years. Yep. I I'm gonna take so that the ideal promotional uh, vehicle for our game for me is the Death Stranding approach, where you just get absolute <laughs> incomprehensible horseshit. For you, yeah. we get to like we get to talk about it for like five years, and then the game comes out. And you're like, was that stuff from the trailer even in the game? And people are like, oh yeah, I forgot about the floating five people in the air and stuff like that. It's so great. I love it, man. Death Stranding got revealed at my first E3 ever. And then that was just like, it just like my career followed it. Cause then it was like every show after that was a new trailer that we'd have to try to dissect and stuff like that. Remember when Guillermo del Toro walked into a sewer with a baby and we're like, what's What's the gameplay going to be like? And then it was like, that's kind of what the game's like. Dude, I remember, I remember so we, we looked so much into that game. We, we never, and then finally at Tokyo game show, I stayed up all night and they finally blew the lid off and showed the gameplay. And we were like, it really is. It's just walking. Okay. <laughs> I love that Is that, that the game. TGS where Miranda had to stay up all night translating a, a Hideo Kojima interview? Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. She had to translate that gameplay because he's talking in Jap- you know, Japanese the whole time. And he's saying things about the game, but the game's in Japanese, the UI, everything. And so uh, me, her, and one of our video editors, Pat, worked diligently to add subtitles to that and it's like 40 minutes of gameplay uh so that way we could be like here's what he's saying and he's just you know (laughs) is is this scene actually in the game i don't think so i think this is one of the rare ones that this is not actually in the game i do not recall martin Rita's being naked and uh having the baby disappear unless it was a dream every other trailer that they showed early is in, like even the Guillermo del Toro that's all in the game but this is like one of the rare ones that I don't think it is but who uh, cares because I mean, this was the super cool like uh, Kojima had just split up with Konami and you assumed he wasn't making a game with Norman Reedus anymore and then they do that camera turn and it's Norman Reedus and everyone was like yo working at IGN is so cool because you're E3 and everybody gets to watch it together and that was like that was a defining moment in Mark's career was like mm-hmm. I was like here we go I get to watch E3 with IGN and like the war room blew up when they showed him so what awesome. are these five people that wasn't in the game right oh no they uh, were they are those I, are the ghost things yeah the the beach yeah, but they never the appear like things. that though right i thought they did gosh my i reviewed death stranding and my memories of it are kind of <laughs> hazy there's sort of I a love i just that review period it was great mm-hmm. it was a, it was a period that's for sure i got my game code on my way to a call of duty event that i was at for a week mm-hmm. and it was the worst week of my life <laughs> even even worse didn't than you, Iowa last summer. Didn't you bring a <laughs> yeah. did you bring a PlayStation 4 no, to the event? But Chandler from PlayStation Lifestyle did because he's got 500 uh, IQ. He's actually smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just like called my wife and I was like, here's my death training code, installed on my PS4, and I got home a week later at like eight o'clock at night and I just played death training all night because I like I could not wait to play this game. <laughs> 
okay, real quick. Does anyone remember the game Everwild from Rare? Oh, God, yeah. I don't. Kind of. I got it in a meeting this week, and I don't remember it. supposed to be uh, the next game from Rare. It was announced in November of 2019. There is, I've looked around. There's no clear description of what this game was supposed to be. Um, okay. And then we got a cinematic trailer in July of 2020. In June of 2021, it was reportedly rebooted, and that's it. That's all the information there is about this game. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be from Rare. Um, I think it might come out. Just because I remember Sea of Thieves being quite troubled for a while, yeah. and then eventually uh, Rare got it out, and it was all right, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know, Rare's just not the studio it used to be yeah. in yeah. so many ways. Well, it I'm hasn't happy been that they have time. Sea of Thieves, right? Because they haven't had a hit in so long. But, yeah. yeah. No, I'm great. Super happy they have Sea of Thieves. Are they just like a live service studio now? It seems like yeah. it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what might prevent this game from coming out, is that they keep on doing like these Monkey Island updates and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that big bushy tail. I would love the art style. It's yeah, really so pretty. Great. I think it's sad what happened to Rare after it was bought by Microsoft. They made some of the absolute got connected. best games of the 90s. Well, I mean, it's what happens to so many studios or ventures. You know, the, the owners uh, cash out, they leave, mm-hmm. and then... At you know, at a certain point, like it just kinds of goes adrift. Yeah, maybe they start to get assimilated into the main company, and you lose your identity, and sort of what happened to Rare. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are several games that were announced. Some of them years and years and years ago. That none of these games have been officially canceled. We'll see. It's funny after that discussion with Death Stranding, we didn't mention Death Stranding Two, which is also vapory right now. I mean, mm. we're certainly not getting like insane looks of it. That's true. Wasn't it announced yeah. last year? Yeah, it wasn't announced that long ago. But yeah, it's it's what's strange about it is if we were in Death Stranding times, we would have had like seven more trailers by now. So that's where it's a little <laughs> strange. Is like Elle Fanning is like doing the press tour and she's talking about Death Stranding too, but like we've only gotten this like early they stuff. They have that whole really uh, anything about it. Wasn't an AR game? They had a game that they were playing with and fans. Weirdly, yes, yes, they had an AR game. Well, he's supposed to be making like an Xbox game to Overdose. That right. might be the real vaporware. Yeah, I, def- I think Death Stranding Two will come out, but that sure seems to be getting the bulk of the resources. Um, all we've seen, we've seen literally nothing of Overdose. Kojima just introduced it and said, "Yes, I am making a game for Xbox." Uh, did we? Did he even say that it was called Overdose, or is that just like what the fans kind of unearthed? I don't, even I don't know. That, there is I think that, that's what leaked. There's that. Yeah, that shirtless guy leaking the gameplay. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff leaked from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actual <laughs> gameplay leak because it stars what's her name? She was in Death Stranding. I, I can't remember her name. Mar- Mar- Margaret Quayley. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, it stars her and like she's just like walking around and like doing some stuff and and I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't watch because there's just a shirtless dude in the background. I couldn't get over it. I mean, Kojima <laughs> hasn't <laughs> even been at two Keeley events now. How weird is that? That's yeah. pretty weird. I always expect him to be there and he's mm-hmm. not. That that's Jeff why I'm Keely like and I'm Hideo su- Kojima break up. That's why I'm like super out? surprised that I, I, there's the great thing about Jeff Keeley is there's always a show on the horizon, and so we are it's weeks true. away from opening night live. So maybe Death yeah. Stranding two there. 
That'd be yeah, nice. Sure. It's true. Okay, real quick, before we play Video Game 20 Questions, I have an email here. Uh, someone wanted to write in to let Sam know he's appreciated. This is Corey in New Hampshire. So Sam might legitimately be the best swearer in history. <laughs> when he dropped the, what the F are you talking about during the mini 20 questions episode in response to that it's based on a video game license, I laughed out loud. Once a month, he drops <laughs> a just amazing swear to emphasize a point. I'm so glad they're always left in. It's true. I do, <laughs> I do, not, I do not edit them out. That's I good. I don't have time for that. I leave them all in. Good. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Peter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA. Uh, and Peter says, in honor of that top 100 uh, games from GQ from a few weeks ago, I have attached my top 20 personal favorite video games. Damon, if you would like to pick one that you think would be fun for 20 questions, I'd be honored. So, yes, I have selected a game from Peter's list of his personal top 20 video games. All right. Well, let's this is the top let's see the list. His, games. <laughs> uh, his list is un, unordered. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Just 20 games. With that, let the questioning begin. Hmm. To so know. This is from the eight, 80s or 90s? Yes. To get to the heart of this game, we need to know more about the man himself. <laughs> How old is Peter? <laughs> Sorry, did you say it was in the 80s or 90s? Yes. Yeah. It is from the 80s or so. 90s. A pre-millennial game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was it in the 1990s? Yes. All right. Was this originally released on a cartridge? No. Oh. Okay. I, I so, thought for sure it'd be a Super Nintendo oh, game. Uh, could be so it could be PC, place, PlayStation, PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Philips CDI. Hmm. Could be yeah. Wanda Gamble on. Um, let's see here. Okay. Dreamcast? <clears throat> Dang. Okay. It's casting a wide net. Um, I know. So we know it's not a Super Nintendo game now. Okay. <laughs> Did this game have 3D graphics? Yes. Oh, okay. So probably, well, no. But I don't think that. We should narrow PC? down the c- console. Uh, was this game on PC? No. That's five. I bet it's PlayStation. PlayStation 1. Was this game on PlayStation 1? No. Shoot. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So could really could interest. Could be Dreamcast or what what was the one before it? Sega. Like was it on Dreamcast? Th- th- uh 30 uh Saturn. Saturn. That's it. <laughs> Are you Was this a Sega? Was this on a Sega console? <laughs> uh no, this is not on a Sega console. So it wasn't on PlayStation 1, PC, or a Sega console, but it was on CD. Uh, PC Engine? No, we didn't. No, no. Is this, a, is this an arcade game? Yes. And it was uh, probably made by Sega because yes. of the way he answered that question. Yeah. So let's see here. What's the virtual race thing came out on stuff? Virtual Fighter? Virtual Fighter, Virtual yeah. Fighter. Yeah, is this part of the Virtua series? No. Ooh. Sega. Let's see. Did they make Crazy Taxi? Crazy. They taxi? did. Yeah, but it wasn't on Dreamcast. No, but no, it no, could but be this arcade. Was, this was, the question was: Did this come out first 
on a cartridge. And that's basically all we know. So it could have come later. But we said, we asked, was it on a Sega console? And he said, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's hold on, hold on. Did we ask if this game appears on Dreamcast? So, and you uh, said no? This, this is only one answer when this comes up. It's always House of the Dead, something, something. House of the Dead was on a Dreamcast, was on a Sega console. Maybe this one wasn't. I think Typing of the Dead was on Dreamcast. House of the Dead? I, yeah, I, I, and I, Arcade. We've gotten totally screwed by House of the Dead before. Is this a Sega published game? Yes. And that's 10. Okay. So we had to have probably already mentioned it. Does this have Zombos in it? No. Okay. Uh, do you think it could be Police Trick? What's it called? Police Trainer? Or Is that a Sega game? I don't know. Maybe it's Namco. I don't know. But people love that game. They don't like Lethal Enforcer. Okay. Is this a light gun game? No. Daytona. Not a light gun game. How could it, Daytona how could would make sense because that came out on Nintendo 64 on a cartridge. How could it Daytona. not be Seaman? Uh, uh, yeah, is this a racing game? Okay, so we know that it's a fighting. Uh, we know that it's a, uh, sorry, an arcade game. Mm-hmm. Sega arcade games. Yeah, so uh, we oh, should just ask, like, on? do you drive yeah. a car in this game? You're, um, you're, you're, are you asking Oh, that sure, person? yeah. Do you drive a car in this game? You do not drive a car. All right, maybe it's Afterburner. You oh, drive good. a something. <clears throat> yeah. Afterburner did come out in the 90s. But it did, God had to have come to a Sega con consoles oh it came out to many Sega consoles <laughs> yeah it's out on the car. genesis uh, it was on the nes for some reason yeah there's also um the one where you're the man you're floating around the screen mm. you don't drive anything in that space harrier mm. i think that's an 80s game though it is i don't i don't know, I don't know what the, the burner game is i don't know if that's <laughs> One of Peter's favorites. Afterburner? Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a classic, uh, sorry, it's a, a classic jet fighter game. It had a really cool cab that you sat in and it rocked back and forth. You were flying an F 14. And you fly over a forest that has little castles in it. Mm hmm. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's a cool jet game. Um, so. Is Jet Set Radio, is that Sega? Jet Grind Radio? Jet Set or whatever Jet Grind Radio is a Dreamcast game. Okay. Oh, what about... Like maybe uh, you drive roller skates. What about the monkey balls? Weren't those... Uh, was that more like a... That was more like a GameCube game, right? But maybe like 1999. Well, that's perfect for this because it didn't come out on a Sega console. It came out in the arcade first. It probably came out in 1999. So you don't drive a car, but you drive a, a ball. A monkey. Could a, be a it. A ball, yeah. And, a and, ball. And, and it's like Justin's favorite game ever, so mm -hmm. it makes sense for this this list. Um, is this a game where you pilot a monkey ball? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sega made a lot of games in the 90s. Yeah. Huh? They sure did. They were busy, uh, weren't they? What about Soul Calibur? Did they do that one? No, it was Namco. Namco. Hmm. I don't know. You, you so you probably pilot a vehicle, right? Sounds like it. 
Is there any like Sonic racing games in the arcade? There's also there's like Outrun. Wait, what did we eliminate for Crazy Taxi? You don't drive a car. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, drive we a said. Car. Do you drive a car? No. You don't drive a car. Maybe you drive a. I mean, it could be just a variation of that, like a truck or what's a motorcycle game, maybe or. A, oh, what's that stupid game where you pedal in the sky with with bike pedals? Oh, <laughs> balloon something balloon. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't think that was Sega, though. But didn't they no, have? Didn't they have a motorcycle game where you like you could hit your? I'd face? be surprised if it was on anybody's top 100 games ever. <laughs> it's kind of a bad game. Nonetheless, Peter's top 20. Yeah. Sorry, Peter. I don't know if I'm like totally demeaning yeah. your your taste, but did this have like a massive novelty arcade cabinet? Yes. That's 15. Yikes. Dude, I don't know. In the nineties playing DDR. They also did Star Wars games. They did Pod Racer. Maybe it's Pod Racer. Sega did that. I don't. I think. Well, Sega did the Star Wars trilogy for sure. Huh. Well, that is driving something. Is this a licensed game? Yes. Is this? I think it's Star Wars. Could be Star Wars. It is a huge cabinet. You sit in it, and then at the end, you fight with a lightsaber, but you mainly pilot an X-Wing. Hmm. All right. Well, let's. we should ask well, if it's Star Wars. It could, be, it could be Pod Racer, though. So we have enough hmm. questions to figure it out. Is this a Star Wars game? Yes. Hey. Whoa. All right. Uh, so it's either Trilogy or Pod Racer. Does this take Pod place? Racer. Yeah. What, 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 what's that era? Is this a prequel-based That's, game? Uh, episode one. No. Not a prequel based oh. game. Oh. All right. Is this Star Wars trilogy for the arcade by It Sega? Sure is. Star wow. Wars trilogy. I cannot believe we got well Sam got that. From Sega. I was no help. Now y'all got all there. I didn't even know Star Wars trilogy was a Sega developed game. Yeah. That was yeah, a good poll. I also I also didn't I know, know it was that, one of Peter's favorites, but now I do. Yep. The reason I know that is twofold. One, we have this at Free Gold Watch, so I see it and hear it and see it be broken all the time. <laughs> um, and so, and it's the big one that people can sit in. It's really popular. And they put in a flat screen in it to fi- fix all these CRT issues, which is really funny. But um, also, Sega at the time bought Data East, the uh, creators of mini pinball machines, and then had a very brief era making pinball machines. And they got the Star Wars license, so they made a pretty bad pinball machine at the same time as this called star wars trilogy uh pinball which is not the deities pinball machine that's behind me right now that's a different game it is way too easy to blow up the ad at heads in this game you know it looks good still i mean that's a huge engine right that game was kind of a big deal it it was it released to coincide with the special editions of the movies when they came back to theaters Ah. On, on a future yeah. on a future yeah. episode of Game Scoop that I'm on, I want mm-hmm. to hear. I want to have a whole segment where Sam explains to me the, the world. Actually, yeah. what makes <laughs> yeah. a you good, don't need that. You know, ask ask anybody around me in my personal life. What is a good pinball game? What is a good like? What makes a good pinball game? What makes a bad one? Like what I want to know. You know, so you know, mm-hmm. we'll keep that as a future topic, Damon. Okay. All right, it's in my back pocket right now. We'll call it, right. we'll call we'll call the segment Sam explaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, never yeah. hear that from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion. That was from what I thought it was like Peter. Peter's name. Peter that was in 
Pittsburgh, can, Pennsylvania. Give us, give us a taste of Peter's list besides that. Anything else in yep. there you're yep, considering? Yep, yep. I'll tell you the full list. The full list is Resident Evil 4, Panzer Dragon Saga, Miss Pac-Man, uh, let's see, Street Fighter 4, Halo, Rock Band 3, Daytona USA, Ninja Gaiden, Luminez, Skyrim, uh, Golden Axe, Toe Jam and Earl, Portal 2, Soul Calibur, Metal Gear Solid, Star Wars Trilogy, Disney's Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Assassin's Creed 2, and Outrun 2. Outrun 2 is Dang. like you mentioned so many of those games suddenly, in this episode. Suddenly, Star, Sega, Star Sega Wars games. trilogy for arcade like doesn't feel out of place anymore. Like that, that, I get that now. Yeah. 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 I can't believe we mentioned Outrun in the very episode that we heard about Outrun 2. Outrun 2, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Star Wars trilogy was never ported to any home console, that game. But I think you can play it on a, you can play it in MAME probably. It's still impossible. It's too. It's too technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, th- viewers, listeners, remember if you have your own suggestions for twenty questions, you can email them to me at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to Tayo working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Yeah.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.